This episode of the Punk Rocket Show is brought to you by the label Iodine Recordings. Their catalog includes great punk, pop punk, and hardcore bands like Smoke on Fire, The Iron Roses, Hey Tanks, Her Head's on Fire, The Darling Fire, and many more. It's very simple. All the bands on Iodine are a great fit on this podcast. The label is run by great people with good values. And if you're a vinyl lover, check their gorgeous selection of colored LPs. Thank you so much, Iodine Recordings, for supporting the show. Check the show notes or go to iodinerecords.com. Hello, Punk Rockers. Salut les punk. Welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 81. My name is Emily Plamondon. I live in Quebec City in Canada and I'm your host. And I'm very happy to be your host. You know that? This week, for the second time in the history of the Punk Rocket Show, I received my friend Chris Ortiz. He's a very talented punk rock photographer, so we talk about punk rock photography. I also make you two repunk mendations for the band Malvina from Brazil and House Dizzy from New York. The show is starting now, so let's go! Hello beautiful humans, I hope you are doing great today. I'm super good. Today is a vinyl day. I bought five vinyl. <laughs> so this morning I went to my local record store. I bought vinyl from the Lillingtons, Paramore, Red City Radio, and I also bought the new cigar. So it made me happy. Then one of my friends, David, sent me a link because there are some Moaning the Red Tree vinyl available. I've been looking to get this one since a long time. It's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite album in the world. And I didn't want to pay like 200 bucks for a vinyl, but this is a very reasonable price. I think I paid like 35 US, which is amazing. <laughs> so, yes, I'm a little poor after buying all those vinyl, but I'm also super happy. And after recording this episode, because it's Saturday night, I'm gonna go to L'Antibar et Spectacle in Quebec City. One of my favorite venues, because I'm gonna watch um, pop punk and emo tribute show. And I'm gonna sing Cute Without the He from Taking Back Sunday with the band. And I'm excited. At first, I was also supposed to sing Avril Lavigne, Skater Boy. <laughs> and Paramore Misery Business, but my voice is shitty today. I still have like COVID cough, and every time I sing a high note, I start to cough. So I just told the guy, hmm, I think I'm gonna just sing Taking Back Sunday, and it's my favorite among the three. So it's gonna be very fun. It's also a Halloween party, and personally, I don't like to wear a costume, so I just bought a little cat mask <laughs> and I consider that my effort will be made and it's weird because I really like to see other people with a costume for Halloween but I really hate to have one myself <laughs> that being said I hope you're gonna have a great Halloween time if you like it also right now it's the fest in Gainesville Florida And I'm so sad I'm not there. I see a lot of footage, a lot of people having a blast on social medias, and I'm super happy for them. But I'm a little sad that I'm not going. But maybe next week, maybe I'll have an interview with someone going there because I really want to hear people's experience there. So I might have like a 15, 15 minutes interview with someone. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. It's something I should do more, like having someone in the crowd on the show talking about the festival I can't uh, attend to. <laughs> so it could be a great, a great concept for the podcast. And today I don't have a lot of news for you. So let's dive right in. The first Repunkmendation. Repunkmendation. The first suggestion I have for you today is a band from Brazil called Malvina. They are playing punk, hardcore, 
with some metal influences too. They just released a new single called Tanatos, and they are calling out the Bolsonaro government. They are speaking against fascism, dictatorship, etc. It's super interesting. You should also you should also read about that song. They are they release like interviews about it. It's super rad. They are so punk. I love that. So let's go. As much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Krang, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Sly tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at epicmunchstore.com. Interview. Yeah, yeah, now it's time to present you the conversation I had with Chris Ortiz. So Chris was my guest on episode 7 because he used to live in a punk rock house. So go back to this episode number 7 because this is a very fucked up and very beautiful story. But he's a photographer and today we're going to focus more about that. Chris is very passionate, super talented, super fun to talk to. So you're going to enjoy the conversation for sure. We talked about gear, about how not to be blacklisted <laughs> by promoter. I didn't know it was possible for a photographer to be on a blacklist, but it's true. Um, we also talked about how he's managing schedules because sometimes there are like four shows at the same time, but also he can subscribe to cover a show, but not knowing before like the an hour before, <laughs> if it's okay. So many things I didn't know about punk rock concert photography. And if you want to know more about Chris and his projects, just check the show notes and I'll put the link to his website. I see you now. Hi. Nice shirt. Hi. Thank you. Yeah, this is from the, the actual tour when they stopped here with Seven Seconds yes. and Negative Approach and I was able to photograph that. That was a Great show. So yeah. cool. I was at that show in Quebec City, but Negative very, Approach very didn't play. It was only seven seconds and Circle Drift. <sighs> it was great. Uh, it was a, such a fun show. It was a long time coming in, and, you know, it was a good, good, good time and to see everybody there. It was a huge reunion as well, just of the old the old crew that, that <laughs> lives, lives around here. It's beautiful. Finally get out after uh, COVID. It's yeah. finally lifting up and, yeah. Funny because <sighs> they got COVID like two days after coming in Quebec City. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I heard, and I was just like, "I was really oh, sad." Glad it, I'm glad it happened there and not here. I, you know, be selfish, and I yeah, actually finally got to see <laughs> yeah. the show, and so. Uh, where it's never ending. I'm still into COVID, but I'm testing negative now. But I, I'm still coughing, but. Well, as long as you're testing negative, that's that's the uh, that's the good way to go. Feeling much better. Mm. which is awesome good so <laughs> welcome back on the show 
Thank you. Because we it's had, been you, a good while. Actually, you were the first person I interviewed for the podcast, but you were on episode seven. But yes, I was a James Bond episode. Yeah, <laughs> but technically, you were the first interview I made, so it's it's amazing to have you back. That is so. That's so much fun. I'm glad to be back. It's been. Because it's been what a year, a year and, and a half, half, two years. Yeah, a year and yeah, it's and nine months. A year and nine months. Yeah, yeah it was in February. Yeah, so that's good. It's wow. But yeah, that's it's been a while. The first time we focused more on the amazing experience you had with right. at a punk rock house so yes if people want to know more about that crazy story i suggest you to go back to episode seven but today we want to focus on photography because that's your main project i mean yeah yeah so um, i would like today to talk about some artists you You photographed recently some technical advices for beginners and your your general project. So, yeah, what do you think about yeah, that? That would be fantastic. I mean, because there's a lot that's been going on. I know, like you and I have discussed um, uh, through message messages yeah. that you know some people have contacted me through this uh, about you know after hearing the show and hearing really? about the the punk project and then going through and saying. Oh, I've also seen all the concert work on, on your website too. How do we, you know, that's my passion. How do I get into it? And, you know, we talked about, you know, photographing the circle jerks and everything else uh, just a little bit ago, but yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. A lot that people so, don't really quite realize or understand. And a lot of different predicaments that you can find yourself into. And uh, there's a couple right now that I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. Do I really need <laughs> what's But going on? Let's make But yeah, it. It's like some of the big, Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say, let's do a recap uh, of what yeah. you had, uh, what project you had since we talked last time. So in the last yeah. two years. So, yeah. So I'm still doing the We Are All We Have Tonight punk rock documentary project. It's kind of yeah. on the back burner right now, um, just because the local commu uh, community uh, photo studio where I was developing my film mm -hmm. is no longer there. It's, it's oh, packed really? up and gone. So I'm having to go through and, and get a lot of the equipment myself. And that's just a little bit hard coming mm. to uh, find the funds and to do that. And, but hopefully uh, sometime relatively soon, I'll get back on that. But basically that project, yeah, is documenting the local punk rock scenes, talking to people, how they got into the scene, how so they went through and, you know, the, their first experience, experiences or memorable moments mm -hmm. into the scene and actually doing black and white film portraits of them. And I'm still, like I said, still working on that, still trying to get stuff together. Hopefully someday that will become a book, but we will, we will yeah. go through and see from here on out. And, but yeah, and that actually led me back into um, the punk rock house. Um, you know, I started that project basically in 1998, 99. Yeah. Uh, while I was living at that punk rock house, the punk rock collective, the pirate house, And, um, was absolutely amazing time, but I put it on hold for, you know, almost 20 years. And then I finally was like, I really need to get this project back up and going. And with the, um, help from a couple of friends got kind of got it rolling back in. And then that led me back into something else I absolutely love, which is concert photography. And so kind of a, yeah, a full circle there. Nice. So recently, uh, uh with whom did you work with? Oh, I've, I've photographed everybody um, on the punk rock scene. Everybody from, you know, like the Circle Jerks, they get a yeah. seven seconds to Dropkick Murphys, Rancid. Um, da, 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 did I, read, Molly. Did I uh, read like MGK, Machine Gun Kelly? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. Wow. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Avril Lavigne. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Everybody from uh, also Lesson Jake, Newfound Glory was on uh. there. Um You know, if you want to branch off a little bit, uh, you can even say into uh, Meet Me at the Altar, which is a newer band off of Electra, oh. all female pop punk band, um, and a couple other really, really good stuff. Like I'm even photographing, I decided that to photograph probably the big show tomorrow night, which is a reggaeton uh, 
superstar called her name's Carol G. And I actually focus tomorrow night on a local three local bands that have finally decided to reunite after oh. 15 years. Uh, the Bubble Boys, Share UK and Danger Bob, and they're playing a, a, a local show. And I was like, I have to go back and, and do this. And that was actually probably about 45 minutes ago. I finally decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go away from the big, you know, 17,000 people show to the one that's going to be probably a couple hundred. That's, yeah. And and I, do that. How, uh, how's the trail like in a little <laughs> show compared to like shooting, uh, pictures of Avril Lavigne? <laughs> how it, do you it's, feel? It's, com um, it's completely different. Like for this show that I'm shooting tomorrow night, you know, I grew up listening to these bands. Like one of my favorite bands growing up was, uh, the bubble boys, which is a kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say like a street punk mixed with a little bit of pop punk mixed maybe with a little bit of oi in there, but it's just like, that's who I grew up with. And when I was contacted by one of the members of the band saying, Hey, would you be interested in shooting this show? I was like, yes, I would, but I have this other show. And so, but you know, we're, I'm going through and with like these big shows, and this is one of the things I definitely wanted to talk about is that they're so restrictive. Like the shows like Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Um, Rancid, Dropkick Murphys, uh, Flogging Molly. Those are so restrictive with shows because usually I only get the first three songs and that's it. Oh, that's No hard. or butts. Because yeah. And in my opinion, as a crowd person, I'm in the crowd, the show really starts to be amazing and stuff and the spirit starts to happen after like half. I mean, some bands yeah. are immediately in the mood, but ah, you know. Yeah, and and that's what that's what sucks because I mean, you're still you know, it's a brand new venue, it's a brand new city, it's a brand new you know. Sometimes it's the first show of the tour, you yeah. know, that we that we'll get here. And th like you said, the, the the bands are not you know sometimes still working out those jitters. You know, for I think uh, the flogging Molly show when they came through um, earlier this year, that was probably I think like the fifth show on the tour. And so, I mean, they're just now getting all that stuff worked out, all the jitters, all the, you know, the, the nerves and everything else of going back out on tour, you know, after COVID and being able to go and see if they can't do all this stuff again. And to the point where they were prior to COVID and yeah, yeah. the first three songs kind of suck, but then what, that's do you all know you why? get. Is it because the band wants to have a clear space after all the bands want that? Why is it always like There's, this? There's actually several different rumors um, about why that is and who started it. Um, from my oh, understanding, it actually started with the band Rush. Oh. Rush got pissed off of seeing cameras and flashes going off throughout the whole show. So they said originally, mm -hmm. all show, no, or three, first three songs with flash, the rest without. Oh, and okay. then it just continued going on saying, okay, screw the flash, no flash. But then Bands are, you know, got pissed off at seeing photographers up there the whole show <laughs> clicking away and separating them between them and the audience. And so I said, okay, first three songs, no flash, and you're out. That's my understanding of it, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Yeah, because it's really uh, common. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, most bands won't even, you know, like you said, they, they don't even start playing, you know, playing, playing until halfway through the show. You know, I was fortunate enough to go through and photograph the stadium tour that happened not, not too long ago with Motley Crue, mm -hmm. Def Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett, which Joan Jett was fantastic, by the way. Uh, but like Motley Crue was a, was a band that went on next to last. They didn't let anybody uh, photograph until like two songs, which was like an hour into their set, which I love because I mean, you had everybody up there just pouring their heart out, already sweaty, already, you know, in the groove. I mean, they've yeah. already been comfortable in the set. And then, you know, with Def Leppard, who was headlining, <laughs> screen goes up. We have three songs to shoot. It's like, they're awkwardly walking around stage. I mean, yeah, this is halfway through the first leg of the first tour back since COVID, but Jesus, come on. And like you know, some, but, sometimes artists, okay, I'm I'm obsessed with Avril Lavigne, but let's take her mm -hmm. as an example. But you know that the peak of the show is like the song Complicated and you're like, oh, it would be right. a great picture when she say, tell me, and you know that it would be amazing. But no, you have to <laughs> take just right. the three first well, songs. 
what sucks about that show is that we had to shoot so far back. We didn't have a photo pit for that show. So no. we were shooting back by the, by the oh. uh, front of house mixers mm. all the way in the back of the, of the arena. And so, you know, that's just another issue that, you know, we have versus <laughs> a bigger show versus a smaller show. The bigger shows. Yeah. You may have to shoot right? you know, <laughs> 60 yards, 60 yards away. I've had to shoot 60 yards away, 70 yards away from the stage. Oh. And smaller shows, I'm right there on stage yeah. shooting. And so, yeah, it, that's it's 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 up to really what the band wants you to do and, and what you can, you know, what you say yes to in the in the contracts. Because most of the big bands, they have contracts that you have to go through and sign before you're even allowed to have that photo pass saying, hey, check it out. I am officially phot- photographing this show. Yeah, but and how does so, it? How did, uh, okay, by the way, I don't know anything about that. I had some photographers on the show. I had you. I had Jerry Oliver. He's amazing. Yeah. I had Kevin Salk, who used to take pictures more in the eighties. But like, 80s, yeah. I don't know anything about that. Um, but how does it work to get contract? Because if you're not working for uh, um, official media or And you're not like attached to a specific yet, media. All of these beautiful things right oh. here. Yeah. Yeah. That's my memory book. How does it work? It's hard. Yeah. It's How do you hard. get to, to, to shoot MGK and Avril and Foo Fighters and Rancid? Like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I have been lucky. I have been able to photograph some really, really big shows. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of people will, sit back and say, well, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And I have a reason behind it. Um, you know, I photographed everybody, like I said, from Garth Brooks, you know, country music legend, you know, to, like you said, the Food Fighters. I've done um, Carlos Santana. I've yeah, done Tool. I've huge. done, yeah, I mean, really big shows. And you, when you're starting off, you cannot get those. I can guarantee you that. And, the, and, it's, and it's a simple reason. The simple reason is, you need to have a portfolio. You need to be able to go through it and actually, you know, it's just like, you know, you're, you're in, in a band, you know, you have to have a, a good solid demo uh-huh. before you can go through and start getting those big shows. Wow. You know, it's okay. the same thing. It's like, you know, yeah, I get it. Yeah. It's like, and, okay, I love the comparison. It's, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, and it takes a lot of practice to get that demo sounding as good as it can, especially if you have, you know, only a three song demo. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what you need to go through and do is work those three songs until you're basically sick and tired of them, but you can play them absolutely perfect before you head into the studio. It's the same mm-hmm. thing with, with, with uh, concert photography. You got to start practicing somewhere. So do the small gigs first, go out, support your local bands first, ask them, get a hold of them, get a hold of actually first and foremost, what I should say is get a hold of your local concert calendar, see who's playing mm-hmm. where, You know, at the, at the small local clubs, whether it's a, you know, a, a 50 person dive bar to a 300 person venue, yeah. you'll find out who's doing what and go through, contact them, say, Hey, you know, do you guys need photos for the night? You know, do you need, do you want, uh-huh. do you want somebody there to take photos? If so, is there any way that you might be able to put me on your guest list to go through and I'll exchange the guest list pass for photos of the show mm-hmm. and continue building up? Yeah. You're not going to get paid doing that, but What sucks about concert photography, there's next to no money in it. Yeah, and you can, enough, you can consider those moves as formation and practice. Yeah. Just like when I started, when I wanted to be a social worker, I had to do an unpaid uh, <laughs> internship or something. <laughs> well, and the great thing is, is that when we're, when you're going through and doing these smaller shows, these, lo- these local shows, you get to know the bands, you get to know the venues, and you get to become friends with them. And eventually... Your band is going to go through and open up for possibly somebody bigger. Oh, yeah. And then you might be able to make connections that way. Or you guys might sit back and say, hey, we just got picked up by X, Y, and Z label. And they're asking us to go through and go on tour opening up for X, Y, and Z band. Would you mind going through and doing the, you know, you know, it's only a three tour stop or three stop tour. Mm-hmm. But would you mind going through and doing this tour with us to capture our first tour with, you know, Coheed and Cambria or oh, you know, Falling band. Reverse or whatever the case is, you know, and sit back and say, hey, yeah, I, as a photographer, now can go through and photograph, you know, your band 
on this tour, but also get to hobnob with these other people, show them my work that I've already built up over this time. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, you know, uh, maybe, you know, newfound glory is going to sit back and say, Hey, we like yourself. We're going to go on tour with like simple plan and, you know, yellow card. And why don't you come out on tour with us? And then all of yeah. a sudden here you are able to go through and it's a whole spider web effects. So start with the local clubs first, get a good camera. Don't get a camera. That's like a point shoot. Camera, but actually get a professional camera that you can enter, uh, take off the lens and put a new one on. Those just have better quality all in all. And go mm-hmm. out and shoot your local shows and, and start meeting people. Because also, once you start shooting those local shows and start realizing the venue, you actually get to know the venue, like the back of your hand, where the good yeah. shots are, where the bad starts are. And also, those venues usually have a lot. I'm, I, I feel really bad saying this, but a lot crappier lights. And lighting production. Yeah. And so when you're shooting those in those really bad lighting productions, you can go through and actually sit back and learn how your camera works and what it can and cannot do, what your limitations are and how to fix those, not only in camera, but also in post-production. Mm-hmm. So it's really shooting those, those local shows not only helps the bands get that publicity that they need and they want and those photos that they can use on their social media and website, et cetera, but also allows... A, a, a whole plethora of amazing stuff that the, that, the, that the photographer can go through and do and learn about their camera, what it can do and cannot do, what the photographer themselves are capable of doing. Mm. And uh-huh. then once that portfolio is done, like you said, you know, to get on those bigger shows, once those portfolio is done, then <laughs> you can go through and get signed on either to a publication, like oh. I am locally with the pitch, oh. or start your own publication. Those yeah. are the two easiest ways. That's and that, then, that's yeah. why I asked if you had to to be um affiliated with a media yes. or if you if it's the bands who hire you at some point. The band directly. Both. It's it can be both, yeah. It can be both. Like you know, I have PR people reaching out to me at least oh. once or twice a week. And, oh, you know, these rad. are PR people that I would, yeah, and, and it's fun. It's great to go through and talk to them. Like uh, a good friend of mine, her name is Amy. I'm not going to divulge too much information about her, but she has her PR company in New York, New Jersey. Works with a lot of great bands. Um, a lot of bands that I don't normally listen to, <laughs> oh, okay. but I've covered several of her band shows. Um, some of the bands that she does work with are like Wage Ward, Hatebreed, oh. Falling in Reverse, Coed and Cambria. You know, I've covered a lot of a lot of her bands this past year alone that comes through. However, she's also the PR agent for people like Alice Cooper, Anti-Flag, and others. And so, like, once they come through, I can sit back and say, hey, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know, we've worked together. You've seen my work. Yeah. How is it going to be, you know, for me to go through and, you know, put up my application my, for a press pass? Yeah, it's going to go be a lot better um a lot a lot more successful working with those bands that i might not listen to on an everyday basis to go through and shoot the bands that i probably will want to list or go through and photograph like anti-flag is i mean you and i have that little conversation you know spaz's house destruction party yeah but, uh, <laughs> because but, uh, for the listeners uh when i heard about chris living in a punk rock house it made me think about the so- this anti-flag song that's why we are referring to this right now <laughs> But and it's and it's great too because like you know I've you know been in contact with their basically tour manager head honcho uh, Jesse and I got that connection with Anti Flag through Amy and so you know it's these whole things like you continuously be able to do what you're supposed to do abide by the contracts that are you know are dished out by the bands you know first three songs you might have to wear a mask you might have to do X Y and Z thing you know you can only shoot. You know, with with your automatic focus light turned off or whatever the case is, abide by those because mm-hmm. bands talk, publicity managers talk, record labels talk, as you know, and you know uh, the the, the uh, tour production managers talk. And oh, yeah. if you don't do that, you're going to be number one, possibly have your credentials for the night taken from you, your memory cards mm-hmm. taken from you. Um, I've actually seen tour managers go out and do that. Take oh. things like your SD cards and smash them right there. No, because you're not following. Yeah, 
And this is for like the final ban of, 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 of a festival that they're photographing because you're not going through and doing what you're supposed to be doing. Also, you could get blacklisted. I know a Oof. lot of people who, who have said, you know, basically F you to the contracts and what they've signed and That's... got blacklisted from major production companies like Oof. White Nations, like Mammoth and stuff like that, that are huge here in the States that do a lot of the huge concerts, like the uh, Def Leppard Motley Crue Stadium Tour, like Alicia Keys, like, you know, uh, my, uh, oh. Shoes, um, Bullshit. Uh, Avril Lavigne and Machine Gun Kelly. You know, those are the these are the huge companies that produce these tours. If you get blacklisted by them, all this stuff that you thought oh, that shit. you could go through and do, you can't do because you're yeah. I yeah. didn't know that it was checked that much for oh, me yeah. because, like I told you, I don't know anything. So for me, it's like just like, oh, that's right. There's some photographers and that's it. And like, oh, photographers are probably just ask a pass and it's it's fine. Yeah, and it's it's, and I'm like, you know, it's, it's totally it's, not that. <laughs> you know, and you know, I've been photographing shows for well since about 1998-99 when I was living at the Punk Rock House, doing you know at the Pirate House, mm -hmm. doing all the you know the, you know photographing some of the, the house shows there. And you know, it wasn't until really after like right when COVID hit, I was like, okay, I really want to start doing this because some of the first bands I started photographing on my mm -hmm. own, yeah, were like the Interrupters. Uh, when they were, before they became big, you know, right when the second album hits, uh, the casualties, you know, they, I'm huge friends with Dave and uh, Mayors and everybody. And, and um, you know, the last few times they've come through, let me photograph the whole entire show, even had stage access. But that was before I started doing mm. all of this. That's how I, you know, started building up my portfolio is, is attending these, you know, the smaller shows. Because like I said, with the interrupters, yeah, everybody knows who they are now. Yeah. When they came through, They were playing a 300 seat venue. Wow. That, and it wasn't even sold out. Ah. And they were, they were playing and the swimmers were actually the ones who were opening up for them, which has Billy Joe Armstrong's from Green Day. His son is playing the drums in that band. And more people were there for swimmers <laughs> than they were for the interrupters. Oh, yeah. wow. And, yeah. And I, I, you know, No, I just want to know if uh, interrupters are a challenge to sh to to take picture of because uh, like Amy is so impressive because she's singing a lot perfectly, but she's moving a lot too. So is it more a challenge when you have a lead singer who, who is really like moving? And... Actually, no, I prefer it more so. Because of the fact I don't like standing still in the pits, mm -hmm. in the photo pit. We have three songs. My thing is, as I start from the outside by the uh, by the corners of the stage and work my way in. You know, there's only so many images that you can go through and look at with the you know the lead mm -hmm. singer with a mic right yeah. in front of their face yeah, yeah, yeah. before it becomes absolutely boring. So why you know? So if you can get them at the side and see them screaming into the mic, ah, yeah. great. So, you know, if, if Amy's right there in front of me, I'm not going to go, I might go through and get one shot if I can get her looking directly down my lens, but I'm going to go through and focus on Justin or anybody else in the band yeah. who's off camera because everybody can go through and get that shot. Everybody's paying attention to Amy mm -hmm. up there singing, doing what she's doing, but nobody's paying attention to everybody else. So I'll go through, if she's right there in front of me, photograph on somebody else. Or if like Justin is in front of me, I'll go through and photograph somebody else. It's not, I don't like doing it at, as much of that person in front of me. It, it's always because people singing into a mic or yeah. playing a guitar singing into the mic, those photos look almost all the same. That's true. You know, one of the biggest lessons I learned is look for those moments off mic because the That's when you go through and you get the intensity of, you know, somebody just wailing on the guitar or, mm -hmm. you know, I have the opportunity next Friday to go photograph the who in St. Louis, you know, uh, and, you know, they're famous for, you know, swinging around the microphone <laughs> around the head. And it's just yeah. like, okay, if I can go through and do that, yeah, that's great. Instead of just having somebody sitting there with a mic in front of their face where you can't even see three fourths of the face because they had the microphone so big and they, This is, you know, so big around yeah. it and there's just, you're losing so much. And so with those people who bounce around the stage, it's so much easier to go through and get those different angles versus somebody who's standing yeah, stagnant right in front. Have, 
and then you get some special pictures like exactly pictures that we love to see yeah exactly and 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 those are the those are the fun ones because those are the ones that actually i feel capture more of the personality of the, of the person you're photographing versus sitting there seeing with a microphone in your face yeah oh yeah the definitely agree with that um and let's get back to uh because you you told me you have people asking you some advices and yeah. we, you talked about the importance of building a very nice portfolio do you have any other yeah. advice for for someone you talked about the um going to local shows etc but like what when people are in the photo pit do you have any any advices yes. Any gear, Be suggestion of everybody in the pit. Be respectful 100%. If you're not, that's the fastest way to get those other photographers to really hate you, uh, to go through it and kind of, you know, in, in, in the game of basketball, there's a, there's a term called boxing out where, you know, the person will use their elbows to go through and kind of clear out to, to, to rebound the ball. Photographers will do that. They'll try to stand in front of you. If you're an asshole, they'll try to stand in front of you in the pit to go through and block your shot. Yeah. I've seen it happen. I've had it happen to me when I was a very young photographer trying to get into it. And granted the fact, I will say I've even done it myself. You know, stay stagnant at a really mm -hmm. opportune moment in, in time when people had to move around me to shoot. And it's, you know, you just be respectful. If you don't know, if it's one of your first shows, don't be afraid to ask. You know, you'll, you might find that one photographer out there who's not willing to share any inf information for you. Yeah. Okay. That, that photographer's, you know, kind of a prick. But <laughs> go on and find somebody else who will, will talk to you. Um, <laughs> don't go through and think that you're going to photograph with your cell phone. Anybody who photographs with their cell phone, I will personally kick out of the pit. This is not a proper camera to no. go through and use and photograph a show. Um, usually what I do is I have three cameras, or excuse me, two cameras and two lenses that I bring with me at all time. This is my number one camera, and it, it has an interchangeable lens. It has a, it's a newer camera. It's a Nikon D750. No, that means absolutely jack shit to you, but you're going through and looking at it, it has the ability to capture images in much lower lighting. So oh, if it's okay. a smaller club that doesn't oh. have good lighting, this is a great camera to go through and use because it has the ability to pick up detail still in those low lighting. And then also if you do like a festival outside, mm -hmm. you can go through and capture. Um, I also have basically two lenses with me. One of them is called a prime lens, which is a fixed millimeter. I can't adjust the focal length that. Also, I want to say uh, a zoom lens so I can zoom in oh. really close. Like if I was photographing you on stage singing, I could be probably be, depending on the club, all the way in back, maybe halfway, still zoom in and get, you know, freckles on your nose if need be. And so, you know, it's one of those things. Those are the two cameras I usually go through or the two lenses in the camera. I usually go through pack light because you have the first three songs. You don't have time to really... Yeah. Screw around with a lot of camera stuff. Those things are like when a photographer start to learn, they know that they, they basically know that like, okay, uh, the light. Actually, they, they don't, they'll, they'll go in. I've seen for some photographers go in with suitcases full of crap that uh, they think that they need. Oh. Uh, and it's, it's really kind of sad because really what I carry This is my go-to. It's a small backpack. Yeah. And oh. this is what I have. This is all I take to any show that I have. You know, every once in a while, I have, like I said, two camera bodies in there. Sometimes I will take out. This is the camera I did all the stuff with the uh, uh, the punk rock documentary, the, the film camera. Sometimes I'll take that out just for the fun of it. But really, all you need starting off is a camera that has a, a high ISO range, which is basically the sensitivity that the mm -hmm. sensor has to capture light and a good piece of glass, which is a lens that is a zoom lens. So you yeah. can actually go, go wide if you need to, or zoom in and focus on something really close up mm. because really, I mean, that's honestly, I mean, you can see the, the wall right behind here. These yeah. are photos that I've taken over the past year. You know, we have everything from dropkick Murphy's, Here's here. Let me turn on my, my lamp here. But, you know, 
Dropkick Murphy's. Here's uh, Tim Armstrong, right? Here's uh, the guitars for Lesson Jake. I have the uh-huh. morning. Cody and Cambria. Dwight Yoakam. Here's your ever living wow. image. You know, right, <laughs> right there. And, you know, I have. Logging Molly, Coding Cambria, you know, more. I mean, it's just one of those things that all these images were basically taken with that camera I just showed, the D750, yeah. in my zoom lens. That's all I basically use. So I don't it, like to go with. So it's important to plan before, like plan. It's important to plan before study. and also, like I said, learn your camera equipment to yeah. see what it can do, what it can't do. So when you're in those situations, you're, you don't have to second guess yourself. No, exactly. And it's part of being well prepared. Yeah. Yes. Do you study like the bands and the artist uh, moves or like, did you, do Actually, you sometimes watch uh, other live show footage and you know the set list a little, uh, <laughs> a, um, a strong part of a song that, you know, oh, there's a solo. I think I, I could. Actually, yes. Um, there are a couple websites out there that you can go through and find the set list of each show mm-hmm. that, that has been done. Um, and so what I'll do uh, on certain shows, like I did this for, for Rancid. I did this for my photograph garbage uh, uh, earlier. I did this for Flogging Molly and for Tool. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through it and found out what, you know, went on the website, looked at what those songs were. And then created a Spotify playlist yeah. with just those three songs exactly. to see where that energy was. And sometimes, like, I photograph Roger Waters uh, from Pink Floyd, who, you know, he's made a lot of bad press, I think, recently. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I photographed him not too long ago, and I was able to go through and find the, the whole entire tour or his whole entire uh, show on YouTube that was posted, like, hmm. two days beforehand. I was taking two days or three days beforehand. And so you can find that in... The thing is that the bands, a lot of people don't realize, do the same thing from town to town. Yeah. So the set list will not change. The The places there are on stage will not change because that's what's comfortable for them. That's where, you know, they built up that routine. Exactly. So if you can go through and find the first three songs on YouTube, watch those because then you can say, okay, if I'm photographing Rancid, I know Lars is going to be on, on stage right um tim yep. and matt are going to be on stage left you know and then tim's going to be bouncing around between matt and lars the whole entire time and you know they have the are the keyboardist behind lars and brandon's you know of course on a drum riser and back and so you can start planning on how to go through and photograph it and you know and if you have you know like i said a photo pit it's you know you can sit back and say okay i need to have this wire shot or this narrow shot because I'm going to be looking more mm-hmm. up at them versus the soundboard, which I'm going to be looking more directly at them. So up. Ah, oh, that's and great. So, I mean, there's a lot of tricks and tri- tips that you can go through and do and get prepared for a show. But oftentimes what another great thing is, is just wing it. See <laughs> what happens. Yeah. Don't go, you know, I mean, you might go through and check, you know, one of the websites I check on is set FM setlist.fm yeah i do that's the website that you can go through (laughs) yeah and you can see every single show every single tour and the songs are the same um so you might be able to go through and you know recreate the the experience that way of just creating a set list but that might be sometimes half the time all i do Mm -hmm. is check there's okay well these are the songs that are going on okay i hear maybe a great guitar solo right here or, or intro that might you know they might have X, Y, and Z happen. Yeah. You know? And so be aware at this time during this song, look at this person because it might be something that might be happening. Exactly. So, That's rad. I love the, the art of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's, it's, you know, as a musician yourself, I mean, you know how much it takes to get ready for a show. Mm -hmm. How much planning it takes for everything from, you know, what type of lights you're going to have to, you know, where your, your amps and microphones are going to be placed on stage versus, you know, how close to the edge of the stage you're going to be versus how far back Mm -hmm. and everything else. You know, a photographer really needs to do that same type of prep work to sit back and say, okay, I have a three piece band. I'm going to, you know, where am I going to start from? Who am I going to go through and photograph mostly of? You know, am I going to, you know, don't ever forget about the drummer because the drummer is going to be in there. And the drummer hardly gets any recognition um, because they're so far back on stage that <laughs> yeah. sometimes it's hard hard to go through and get a photo of them. And they're, 
Uh oftentimes as well and really bad lighting you know what i should interview more drummers (laughs) yes for the same reason (laughs) talk and ask them how left out they feel being on the back of the stage with bad bad lighting usually with the lights coming from the back of their head so nobody can actually see their face yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's horrible i know so yeah and um so what are your next concerts or projects you're gonna have and do you have to choose sometimes between two interesting shows or cancel shows or well like i said you know there's there's tomorrow um yeah reggaeton big big name in reggaeton all right carol g you know, I was supposed to go through and photograph this and the the bands, you know, Sherry uh, UK, um, Bubble Boys and Danger Bob asked me to go through and shoot this show. I don't think they actually know it's supposed to be photographing, you know, a 17,000 seat venue tomorrow. And it's like, OK, I'll go through and do this instead because you guys are so, yeah. you know, really amazing. But there's like there's another show, you know, that um, that's coming up. I think it's. Oh, uh, Pussifier. Oh. who's the lead singer is the same lead singer as tool they're coming through um i'm supposed to be photographing also that same night reba mcintyre at that same venue that i'm supposed to be at tomorrow night you know Ooh. and so I'm, I'm just trying to go through and decide okay which one I'm, do i want to do i've already photographed tool earlier this year and then there's another band um that's uh actually with my friend amy's uh pr agency it said um what, is, what are they called uh ingested they're oh. like an English metal band, death metal band. They're playing in my home city the same night that Carrie Underwood is playing. Ah. I was also supposed to be photographing. And so, it's, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, they've asked me to go through and do this. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I will see what I can do. But, you know, like tomorrow I have the, uh, the Danger Bob show. I have Annie DeFranco on Saturday. Annie DeFranco, I don't know if you know, is a great uh, kind of underground punk artist alternative rock artists from the 90s i have a wall nation on tuesday I oh have, so that that uh, happens the, a lot <laughs> i didn't yeah. know it would happen that much yeah um but on can you be Friday the 14th can you be on the blacklist if you cancel can i don't know um i hope not knock on wood <laughs> um that i just i really hope not because you know like for 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 and another thing that really sucks about these big shows is that Sometimes you don't even know if you're going to be approved to shoot a show. Uh, like, oh, like last the, second? The G, yeah, like Carol G is tomorrow. Her that's And we, I have not been told yes or no yet by her publicity people no whether or not shit. I've been approved. Oh, yeah, shit. I've heard that it, the um, that's approval bad. may be as late as 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The doors open at 6.30. My anxiety would be like <laughs> incredibly yeah. high. Yeah. And so, and that was one of the key determining factors on why I was like, okay, it'd be a fun show to go shoot, but I'm going to stick with the local boys instead. But it's just like, but yeah, I mean, so there's, you know, sometimes you'll get like with, um, who was it? It might've been the Lumineers. Yeah. The oh. Lumineers. When I've, I photographed them. I knew a week beforehand. I knew that show at the at, um, at another show I was I was photographing a week beforehand. I was told that yeah, I had the approval uh-huh. to go through and photograph. I was like, oh, wow, that's the furthest out for a big show I've ever been told. A week out, most of the time is two three days beforehand. Or like the Who when they come through St. Louis on the fourteenth on Friday, I'm not supposed to hear back until Monday or Tuesday on whether or not I get that show. So okay. if I get that show, you know, St. Louis is five hours away from me. I have to go through and figure out how to do shit within the next three or four days before, uh, you know, I can go through and photograph the who. I couldn't if do I get that. Approved. I couldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> and so wow. there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff in there. That's, that's really, you know, it makes you want to pull your hair out thinking what is going on? Why are things the way they are? But you also have to realize that, you know, the who have, Four more stops between they come to get to St. Louis next on Friday. You know, uh, Carol G, she's, you know, she's in another, a middle of another uh, world tour. So she's playing like three shows, you know, this week before or four shows this week, plus the travel dates before she gets to Kansas City tomorrow. So 
who knows what you know, what will actually happen. Mm. You know, and so that's one reason why it's you know two day you know two three days before the show actually hits that you get your approval, and that's you know it's stressful because yeah. you know I've had one show where check this out I had one show, uh, Cradle of Filth. Yeah, they were they were opening up for dancing. Ah, oh. yes. What? <laughs> um, we we got approval to fa- to photograph. I got approval to photograph Cradle of Filth. So I show him not the video. Danzig. Not dancing. You know, he has issues with his receding hairline and everything else, and he just <laughs> does not want photos. Okay. Um, Cradle of Filth, this show was on a Wednesday. On Monday, before the show, they changed record labels. They changed PR agencies. The previous PR agency that they were with approved me to photograph the show. That was, you know, on Monday they switched. On Wednesday, two days later, I was at the venue, was told I was no longer approved by the PR people. And the tour manager said, absolutely not. There's only two people who got to go in and photograph them. One of them is a good friend of mine who was actually asked by their merch lady to go through if if she if he could go through and photograph the band. And, you know, I drove an hour to get there to to photograph. And so I'm sitting there in my car waiting for rush hour in Kansas City to die down while while I can hear the the, the bands playing outside the video. I'm sitting there, you know, reading news and looking on Twitter or my phone. It's like, this sucks. But yeah, so those things do happen. You know, I've heard of them happening. I never thought I'd experience it myself. You know, I've been doing photography for 36 years. Wow. Uh, no, 34 years, excuse me. Um, and yeah, it's, it's one of those things, 34 years I've heard stories like this happening. Never thought it was actually true until it oh, actually fuck. happened to me. And things like that do happen and it sucks. And there's nothing you can do about it. I'm so sorry. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, but, so- you know, and, and, but those are the, those are the things that, that go with it, you know, but so, like I said, some of the great things, I have my whole entire poster wall behind me of shows that I've shot just this past year. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and it's, it is great. You know, that I can go through, I can make these posters. I can go through and say, you know, every single show up here is, or images, is images I shot and a poster, even though it's a smaller poster, because I wanted a shit ton on my wall, but you know, it's it's, it's images that nobody else has. So yeah, I your, actually have a one of a kind amazing. thing. Yeah. yeah. And do you can people check all your stuff on your website? All the pictures that oh, I yeah. see right now, it, they are all available. Uh, on they're your all website? there except for the last show I did, which was Dinosaur Junior. Um, I, I photographed them at a smaller club uh, a couple weeks ago. And, I just been too lazy and too busy to go through and put up the images. I've, yeah, yeah um, I see you uh, drinking a nice beer over there. I was, it's like I have my water in my cup. It's yeah, like, I wish I, I was like you know, I could turn this to wine or something. But yeah, it's uh, Chris C H R I S hyphen O R T I Z dot com. Yeah, all the music images are up there from uh... George Clinton, uh, the P Funk All Stars to the Interrupters to the Mighty Body Bostones, Rancid, uh... Dropkick. Everybody's up there. Wow. And before we go, do you still have something that you want the listeners to know about, about your work or project? Contact me at any time. I have a contact page on there, a form on there. Um, You can drop me a line if you have any questions. I will do my damnedest to go through and answer those questions as quickly as uh, as possible. Um, You know, I might take me a little while because photography while I love it, I have my master's of fine arts degree in it. Oh. It's also not my day job. You know, I, yeah, I actually trained and went to, went to grad school for photography. That's, I think one leg up I have, but on, you know, I'm a teacher as well. Oh. And so I will, I'll, you know, on Monday through Friday, I might not be able to get to you until after, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon, central, uh, central standard time, because I'm dealing with kids all day long. Sure. Uh, teaching. Oh, that's great. So, but yeah. 
drop me a line. I'd be more than happy to go through and talk and you know, follow me on Instagram. I always have great little photos and yeah. reels up there as well. Definitely put all the links in the show notes so people can find easily, like right now in the show notes. If you like, I want to see now, just check the, the notes under the episode. You have all right. the links. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. It was such a great part. Thank two. you. Yeah. It's Listen, been fantastic. I'm uh, so happy to uh, to have you back. It's fun to uh, have some follow-ups with some some of my guests. So Yeah. Good. Yeah, and... I, I, it was it was so so much fun and you know, I wish we had a little bit more time. I know we both have stuff to do because there's a, there's a lot that goes into it and you know, we barely skim the skim the cover. Yeah. And if, if anybody wants to hear I'll, I'll throw this out. I know we're running short on time. If anybody wants to hear the most crazy concert photographer who ever lived look up jim marshall oh he photographed a lot of the 60s and 70s bands mm. from like the grateful dad to the doors Janis joplin but read anything up on him you realize that he was mostly coked out during this whole entire time carrying a loaded gun and a knife to all the concerts yeah he was it was insane but he took some of the best concert photography ever period of some of the biggest names of music history but yes wow. thank you so much The second repunkmentation for today is for the band Half DZ from Long Island. They are influenced by Lagwagon, Melon Collin, so like our favorite bands in the 90s. They also have some ska influences that I really like. I really like the vocals and also the lyrics. They just released their EP Cortesy Flush on a Punkerton Records and on this EP you can find three new songs three previously released songs two acoustic versions super good by the way um, so yeah I really like it let's listen to the song Pretty Things Thank you to Scott Alquist 
for his help with the edit and the co-producing. Thank you to our sponsors, Iodine and Epic Merch Tour. If you want to support my work and the show in general, you can subscribe to your favorite platform so you won't miss an episode. You can subscribe to the Patreon page if you want to give me some money. Super helpful, by the way. And you can have access to all my Zoom interviews, videos, newsletters, other exclusive content. You can also make me a donation on PayPal and buy me a coffee. But you can also just share the episodes in your social medias and it's already super helpful. Thank you so much. Next week, we're gonna talk about the Punk Rock Museum in Las Vegas. And for the occasion, I received Vinny Fiorello. You know him because he used to play in Les and Jake. He's playing also in uh, The Inevitables, but he's also super involved in the Punk Rock Museum. I had a blast talking with him. So until then, punk your life. See you next week.